today on Learn Me Something. Base jumping cats versus wild psychology. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Caleb. And my name is Josiah. And this is Learn Me Something. Uh, episode three, right yeah, Josiah? Episode three, two down. Uh, oh, we, uh, we should say this. We decided to put a minimum of 50 do a minimum of 50 podcasts, so it's two down, Yep, 48 to go. 48 to go. And then if we still like each other by the end of that, then we'll, yeah. we'll do some more. Right. Yeah. So uh, you can expect <sighs> at least 50 of these. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's like, I mean, if we're, right now we're doing one every other week, so that would be like, that's two what, years. two years? Yeah. Is that my math right? Yeah. Is that, that's crazy. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have said that, because uh, if we don't do that then uh if we don't follow through <laughs> yeah that's okay. anyway how you feeling josiah you feeling good about this episode yeah i uh i'm excited about my topic it's a it's a fun one i think um getting a little bit right. sciencey today so uh oh okay yeah nice yeah, get excited I, I probably am too getting a little sciencey but maybe in a little bit different way hmm. than you are okay only time will tell i guess all right so if you haven't listened to learn me something before Basically, it's competitive teaching. So I teach Caleb something, and he teaches me something, and then we have the listener decide who is the winner and who's the loser of each episode, and then the loser has to do a punishment. Um, so speaking of punishments, Caleb lost last last episode. Yeah. And and your punishment was you had to run a 5K backwards. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm so Let me glad just mention I didn't too. Lose. Oh man, it was. <laughs> it was not great. Let me say too that I didn't just lose. I got like clobbered <laughs> for lack of a better word, I guess. It, it was it was not even close. Just I won by a landslide. Yeah, it's about uh, how bad I lost the first time. So we're we're one and one so far. <laughs> we're all tied up. Yeah, so, and uh, yeah. also I never really considered myself that competitive of a person in nature. Like I never really thought I cared, but mm-hmm. I kind of cared. When I lost last time, I don't know if it was because I hyped my own topic up in my head for last episode, but I was a little upset, which was probably unlike me for a competition. And That's I was good. even more so upset when I got out to the park to do that 5K backwards. Oh, man, it was bad. So I, uh, I was lucky. My wife, Mallory, came with me, so that was really nice. But I probably a quarter of a mile in my calves were hurting and my feet were hurting and I guess it's just because it's like using muscles your leg muscles differently than you typically would and so it's underdeveloped in that way but it was I think I averaged like 20 minutes a mile oh so it took you an hour yeah at least Uh, it took us like 75 minutes from start to finish and we took like three (laughs) yeah we took three or four breaks Mallory did it with me, but she, you know, she went forward. For yeah, the normal and person way. It was funny too because there was. <laughs> so the park itself is pretty big, like the trail. The specific trail we went on was like about a mile and a half long. So we really only had to do it a little over two times to make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was short enough that we passed the same people multiple times, <laughs> and it was just so weird. <laughs> Did they, like, look at you weird, or did they try and just... I think they tried to pretend, but it was also weird because, like, I didn't turn around when I got close <laughs> to them. Like, I think they probably <laughs> expected I would. 
So, uh, I, yeah. So I was like, you guys watch. Like, I almost ran into one guy because I was like, I'm sorry. I can't turn around. <laughs> and then, of course, I was like looking backwards at them, trying to make sure I wasn't like running off the trail. All that to say, I, you know, I felt very punished. Like, I was pretty motivated to <laughs> do better, I guess. Or, like... In researching today's topic, I was actually a little nervous. Like, yeah. is it going to be... I wasn't nervous the last time for quality, but this time I'm like, is this going to cut it? Because, like, Josiah rained fire. Shape. Yeah. I guess that's the fun of the competitive aspect of this. The bad thing is, too, you're going to have to do a punishment on average of every other week, depending on... I'm, I'm assuming so far we're, like, tied, but... You yeah. have to do a lot of... It's not like there's 10 people competing. It's, it's like you or me, me every other week. <laughs> yeah. So if we... Keep, right now we're one and one. If we kept that ratio, we'd be doing two of these like horrible things a month. <laughs> Which doesn't seem like a lot, but like this took a pretty significant portion of my day away from me. <laughs> like a whole afternoon was just gone. Can't get that back. Yeah. When's the last time you ran a 5K normally? Uh, I was thinking about that. I think, I don't know if you remember, this is for the Kalispell, Montana listeners only, uh, the Summit Classic. Do you know the Summit oh, yeah. Classic? For those of you who don't live in Kalispell, there's a fitness center, a gym in Kalispell called the Summit, and every year they put on a 5K. And so I did that with my family when I was probably in like middle school, maybe, or even younger. And I... <laughs> I have since chosen different forms of exercise. So I haven't ran forward even in a very long time. So this was just brutal. <laughs> the dangerous thing is, and then I guess we can move on to uh, yeah. this week's topics, but the dangerous thing is it makes me, it made me want to up my ante for coming up with the next punishment, but uh -huh. I don't know for sure oh, like, that it's going to be yeah, you. Yeah. So you like wanna, if I make you it get worse. payback on me. Yeah, but if I make it worse to get payback on you, but I lose again anyway... Then it, it just stinks. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think it's good that we both agree on it. On the Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and if anyone has ideas for punishments. Yeah. Speaking of reviews, should we, should we give some shout outs for the latest reviews? Yeah. Thanks for everybody who uh, reviewed our podcast. That's so super exciting. Definitely. Uh, it looks like we've got three new ones. Um, one from Darcy Dalra. <laughs> thanks, Darcy Dalra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and another one is Mal Fitz H2O, which, um, thank you, Mal. It means a lot. But also, if you don't know, that's my Whoever wife. you are out there. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, well, that's your wife. Yep, oh. gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever you are, Mal Fitz H2O, thank you for the kind words. Uh, and then lastly, Hawk Nelson 6 thank you as well. Great reviews, super encouraging and fun to read all around. Yeah, thank you so much. If you haven't, we would love a review from you. Uh, that's very helpful. And uh, you can uh, say whatever you want in there. So uh, yeah. just be honest, be weird, be funny. Try and make us laugh, I guess. Yeah. Be true be to yourself, people. Follow your heart. Anyway, Thanks. you want to move on before we keep saying Let's weird stuff? Yep, yep, yep. All right. So uh, if you haven't listened before, uh, every episode we play a little game, different game each week to decide who gets to choose what topic goes first. Uh, so what are we playing today, Josiah? Rock, paper, scissors. Nice. The old Rochambeau. <laughs> Best two out of three. We're going to go on shoot. Keeping it classy. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. What do you have? I can't uh, see. I've got scissors. Rock. Oh, okay. Again. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot.
Uh, okay, Josiah one for Josiah. One up. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What, what do you have? I can't see uh, still. <laughs> gotta sorry. raise it up. I've got scissors again. <laughs> All right, that's best two out of three. Josiah's the winner. Josiah won. Feels As good. always, it feels like. <laughs> two times in a row. All right, I am going to have you go first this week. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, let the teaching begin. Let the competitive teaching begin. You know what? We should get... I don't know why I'm talking about this now. We can just edit it in and delete all this. We should get like a gong, like a <laughs> for when it's starting. <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to come up with like a bunch of little uh, sound effects and things like that. Yeah, begin, begin. <laughs> all right, Josiah. Today I present to you a little bit of science, as we discussed earlier, in the form Ooh. of psychology gone okay. wrong. Or unethical, oh. or just wild. Hold on, uh, I have a guess. Okay, do you Stanford Prison Experiment? No, I knew you were gonna guess that. Okay, okay. so so let me let me say, <laughs> uh, I've been a little bit more interested for some reason, just in general, about psychology lately. So I thought this would be a fun topic, and so I was doing some research, and I, it would have been applicable to put that in here, but I wanted to throw something mm -hmm. in that was a little less known, maybe. I okay. Because yeah. that's probably, I would say, one of the more famous psychology experiments gone wrong. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I decided. That's an interesting one. As interesting as it is, I decided to leave it out and go with not one, not two, but three quick, different, uh, fun experiments. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. I'm so, ready. I'm excited. You want me to dive into the first one? Yep. Okay. The first one is titled "Little Albert." Have you heard of this one? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so these two scientists... It's like uh, Fat Albert, but <laughs> That's exactly child. what I thought. So uh, two scientists, uh, Watson and Rayner, pretty popular psychologists, um, working with John Hopkins University. This is back in 1920. Uh, they decide that they want to know... Uh, basically, they were thinking about... You know Ivan Pavlov's popular um, psychology experiment? Is it... Is that the bell? Yeah. With so like, uh... he rang the bell for the dog and gave him food. Yeah. And eventually the dog, yeah. when hearing the bell, expected food. Um, right. Basically an experiment on conditioning. Anyway, these two guys back in 1920 decide they want to do something kind of like that, but with a nine-month-old. Um, so they uh, – first of all, let me say Fat er, – Fat Albert. <laughs> Sorry, Albert. Lil. Little Albert is a fake name. <laughs> anyway, so the gist of the experiment is they sat him down in a room, nine-month-old little Albert, uh, and they presented him a few different animals, so like a white rat and then a rabbit and a monkey. They just kind of put those animals in the room with them. And uh, there's video of it, which was fun to watch, but you can kind of see that their little Albert is interested, but overall pretty not concerned. Like, he doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they decide what happens with if we throw the white rat in there and then also strike a hammer against a steel bar right when little Albert sees it. So hmm. they put the white rat in the room and then immediately strike a hammer against a steel bar really loud. Little Albert immediately starts crying. and As would I. Yeah, yeah. So pretty much this is the 1920s before the ethics of psychology had really been established. So this is not a great experiment. So basically they did this one week apart, two different days, and they did it a lot. And so every time they saw, 
every time little Albert saw the animal, they would strike a hammer against mm-hmm. steel and make him purposefully make this little baby cry. And then, <laughs> nice. so finally, they started showing him these animals, and he would cry automatically without hearing the hammer. Mm. So yeah, basically, the, hammer. the point of this uh, experiment, for some reason, was to, like, permanently scar a little baby to be, <laughs> like, afraid of these <laughs> animals. It's just, it's just so horrible to think about. Uh, yeah. And so they did that. They kind of they conditioned the baby so that he would be afraid anytime he saw these. And then they found out that uh, something called generalization, generalization had taken place. Um, and so now, not only is he afraid of the rat and the rabbit and the monkey, he's also terrified of his family dog and the person who walks into the room really? with a fur coat. And he's scared of cotton wool. And he's scared of a person with a Santa Claus beard on. (laughs) Just anything that's kind of furry? Yeah, I guess so. And so the reason I bring up this first experiment, it's kind of an opener to my topic, is that uh, it was, first of all, super unethical because they, like, ruined this baby. And then they gave the baby back to the mom. They decided not to tell mom about all the things that they had done. Um, and then so she asked for the baby back. And so, of course... <laughs> I have my baby Yeah, back? so, of course, they gave the baby back. But they gave it back before they had a chance to decondition it. Or decondition him, I guess. So they, gave, <laughs> they had to give the baby back to the mom without ever having fixed the problem that they caused, which is like a phobia of all things like furry or fuzzy. So this poor baby is just <laughs> messed up. Uh, yeah. So that is kind of an intro into psychology gone unethical, and I guess. Do you know if they ever, like, reversed it and, and like, gave the baby treats after seeing the nope. animals or something was, like that? For some reason it? or another, they wanted to do Ivan Pavlov's experiment, that, but, they wanted, but they wanted to use only fear. And... And humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, all sorts of messed up. This is just a taste yeah. of like all the horrible things that happened in nineteen in the like earlier nineteen hundreds before ethical yeah. practice got really established. So this baby was anonymous until a guy named Hall P. Beck, who was a professor, got some of his students and associates to kind of work together and figure it out. And so they ended up actually digging through historical materials and papers and stuff, and then they. Uh, spoke with facial recognition experts, and then they talked to relatives of, like, the baby that they thought may be the real baby. And so they ended up figuring out that this baby was actually named Douglas Merritt, whose mother was Arvilla Merritt, um, and he unfortunately ended up dying at six years old because of disease. So they, they were wanting to find him to see if those phobias transferred into, like, adult life. Um, so anyway, that is the first of three and I wanted to ramp them up. So I wanted to kind of ease you into it if it's okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number two (laughs) is worse. If you can believe it. This one (laughs) is called the Bobo doll experiment. Have you ever seen or heard of a Bobo doll? B-O-B-O? B-O-B-O. Yes. No, I have not. Okay, uh, look up a picture sometime. Yeah, pull up a picture. Basically... Okay, I'm looking it up right now. Basically, it's a really big inflatable doll 
with like a pretty oh. creepy clown. Is it like a it's like a punching bag? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it, it's just a big inflatable ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen these before. Yeah, and so the front of it, if you haven't seen one, to the listeners is uh, uh, it's like a creepy clown painted on it. It's really kind of yeah, a disturbing it's like an old, toy. Old clown. Yeah. Anyway, so it just looks old. Yeah. Right now, we've jumped forward about forty years. We're in nineteen sixty-one, and we're with okay. um, three scientists. Albert Bandura, and then two other guys, both named Ross. <laughs> okay. Okay. And these are both, or all three of these guys are from Stanford, which I'm realizing the more research I do on these psychological things, the more horrible stuff I realize comes out of Stanford. Like every time there's something <laughs> messed like the, up, it's from Stanford, I think. <laughs> headquarters of creepy psychology yeah. experiments. <laughs> so these guys were, uh, they were wanting to test behavioral patterns um, and so their theory was that behavior can be learned through observation of reward and punishment. So does that mean people who watch other people do things will decide what's good to do and what's bad to do? Yes. Based on the reward that the people they're observing yep. get? Yeah. So. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So for, these, for this experiment, they, uh, <laughs> they took 72 preschool kids, 72 three- to six-year-old kids, um, 36 boys and 36 girls, and they split them up into different groups. Um, so they set up three different tests, or three different variables. Um, so the first group of kids went into a room with an aggressive role model, and I'll explain this after. The second went with a non-aggressive role model, and then the third group went with a control, as the control group that had no role model. The first group, well, let me go the other way. So the third group, there's no role model, they're just in this room with the Bobo doll, hanging out, and then they measure kind of how they interact with the doll. And it's exactly kind of what you'd expect. It's pretty, like, you know, they're just playing, as little kids would. Yeah. The second yep. group, um, they had a non-aggressive role model, which means that they had an adult come in and interact with the doll. Like you just kind of, like, tap it, poke it a little bit? Yeah. But not actually, like, punch but it. But not, not aggressively. So he would kind of yeah. play with it as a kid would. Yeah. And then he left yeah. the room, and what they found was the kids would follow suit pretty much just like the control group. They would kind of play with the doll too. The third group, they brought an adult in and for 10 minutes, <laughs> you just have to watch the video because it's so awkward. He's like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> no, no, no. Literally for 10 minutes, this adult just attacks the Bobo doll. And so literally he brings in like a hammer and he's just hitting oh, the weapons. doll as hard as he can. <laughs> and then he's punching it, and he's kicking it, and he's throwing it across the room, and he's sitting on it. Oh, my it. goodness. At some, point, at some point, which is funny how you, how you explained it, because at some point, the adult is literally yelling, boom, pow, as he's just <laughs> <laughs> destroying this Bobo doll. And then after 10 minutes is up, the person just kind of like stands up, fixes his coat or whatever, and then walks out of the room. <laughs> What's crazy, it's though... Collar straightening. Yep. <laughs> silently walks out. What's crazy <laughs> is that the kids almost immediately do the exact same thing to, like, a disturbing level. So, like, mm. little girls, like, three-year-old girls that are just, like, sweet-looking in little dresses pick up the hammer and just start going at this doll for no reason. Like, the adult didn't tell them to or anything. And boys and girls both just went at and attacked this doll just like the adult did 
with like equal amounts of aggression. And so obviously it was very unethical because it conditioned kids to be horribly aggressive and like that very yeah. well could have uh, carried on throughout their life. The reason I include this one is because they have linked it in the same way to watching violent TV shows or playing violent video games. Oh, yeah. And is this this is specifically younger kids? Yes. Is what they're studying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's all three to six-year-olds. I'm sure that at some point, okay. like if you and I were in a room and an adult came in and started beating up a doll, <laughs> you, we probably wouldn't <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I mean, I don't I mean, know, I maybe. Speak for yourself. <laughs> it also kind yeah. of explains that they, f- they found, like, why some kids are generally more violent based off of the way they were raised, too. Like, if their yeah, parents life. or siblings were rougher, then, like, that's just how they've been conditioned, which, you know, yeah. that's hard. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that is number two of um, psychological experiments gone wild. Um, All right. Courtesies of Stanford. Courtesies of Stanford. One more, if it's okay. Yeah. And no I researched this one last and realized that it was almost worth a whole podcast on its own because mm-hmm. it's such a crazy story. And I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, basically, there's a high school teacher, okay, named Ron Jones, who, okay. uh, and this is in 1967. Okay. So he's working at this high school in California, and uh, I found out halfway through my study, guess where he graduated from? Flathead Valley Community <laughs> College. <laughs> Ron Jones graduated from Stanford. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, okay, so he's a social studies teacher. Um, so he's okay. teaching 10th grade social studies. Um, and he's teaching them about Nazi Germany. And these 10th graders come up with a pretty valid point, And they keep asking this question of, how was the Holocaust allowed to happen? Like, how did people just, like, jump on the wagon and just follow along? Yeah. And... As a high school teacher, he's having a really hard time explaining this. So he decides to do a little experiment and see if he can maybe demonstrate it. So it's a Monday in, I believe, April. He shows up to class, and he's normally, like, cool teacher. Like, you know, the, the guy who's just chill and you want to be friends with. He, he yeah. comes into class on Monday, and he's not cool teacher anymore. He is stern. Like, he's the authority. He's the law. And he just immediately starts talking about discipline, how important discipline is. And he, uh, he doesn't tell his students that he's doing an experiment. So he first tells them, like, you have to sit upright. Every time I come into the classroom, you have to be already sitting upright, silently. You have to say, good morning, Mr. Jones. And then if you want to ask a question, you have to stand, and you have to keep it to two or three words maximum. And you're not allowed to be in groups larger than three. And he spent the whole day with them, just drilling that into their mind. So he goes home that night, and he's like, that's interesting. Like, they just pretty immediately took to that kind of authority. And he was like, okay, well, that's a fun experiment. One-day experiment, done, right? Well, he comes into class day two. He walks into the class, and he's just visibly shocked because his students who are normally, like, relaxed, hanging out, having fun as students would, are sitting perfectly straight up in their seats, and they are perfectly silent. They say, good morning, Mr. Jones. And so he's like, oh, this is still happening. (laughs) He decides to see what could happen. So for that day, Hmm. 
he comes up with the slogan strength through discipline and he okay. starts pushing that he says this is our class slogan remember this and then he names it the third wave that's their movement that's their thing their class mm. he calls it the third wave and its slogan is strength through discipline and then he immediately says if you do what i say you'll get an a like if you do things differently like i'm wanting you'll get an a if you kind of do things but mess them up i'll give you a c and if you try to rebel against the new rules i'm trying to put in place at all you'll get an f and you'll be banished from the classroom and the club yeah so he's taking this really seriously because he wants to know like what's going to happen and then he also says these rules apply outside of school too so if you oh. aren't doing this outside of school one of your students can uh, report you to me. And then even if it's outside of school, you'll have issues. So immediately everything changes. And he makes a Nazi-style salute that students are required to do to each other. Um, And so it's just a cupped hand held across to your left shoulder. He's shocked to find that, like, for some reason, without question... Every single student is taking this very seriously to the point where it's getting intense. So he goes home and comes back to school. It's now Wednesday. This is the third day of the experiment. Um, He had 30 people in his class. He now has 43 members of the third wave because it got around to other classes and other classes were... They recruited them. They were leaving their classes to join his third wave. So then on the third day, he gave a lesson on how to recruit, and then he gave everybody membership cards, and then he played 7-Up with them, kind of. So he told them all to put their heads down on the desk and close their eyes, and he touched, yeah, yeah, he touched yeah. three students on the arm, and those three students were his secret police, and they were in charge of finding people who weren't following the rules oh. and reporting them. And then he um, chose students to be his personal guards, too. And he instituted a trial. So he found that students who were who used to be close friends started reporting each other to him, like out of all seriousness. And so the whole school started becoming suspicious, and it was just like a climate of fear in the whole school. And trust was yeah. destroyed, and yep. friendships were destroyed. And so he would have these trials, and he would make the accused stand in the front of the classroom and plead their case. And then he would, or he would say the charges against them, and then they would plead their case, and then he would just chant guilty, and get the whole class to chant guilty. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness! And this is That'll keep get in, in mind. This is only like three days of change. He's already one hundred percent flipped to this new order, basically. And so we're four days in. It's Thursday. Jones comes to school, and realizes pretty immediately, like. He's losing control of the experiment. So mm-hmm. he decides, I need, to, I need to get rid of this. Like, I need to stop this. So he makes an announcement to the school, the whole school, and says, the third wave is part of a national movement, and it's a new political group. And tomorrow, all of the students across the nation will be meeting and rallying to hear a message from the new uh, presidential candidate that will be speaking. And then he just leaves it at that. And so people, the students, even though this is obviously like a horrible system, for some reason are excited Mm -hmm. about this. So they make banners and they come up with chants and they get all excited. And so come day five, 
It's now Friday. It's been one school week. 200 students from three different schools in the area skip school to go to the gym in the high school. And they all sit. And they said, uh, the, my research said that he got them, like, he rallied them. So he made them all salute. And then he got them all to chant. And then, so he says, you'll now hear from the presidential candidate. And he uh, rolls up a TV. And he turns the TV on. And it's just static. And he just lets it be silent. And all the students are waiting silently to hear. And it's just static. And then finally, after a couple minutes, there starts to be a little bit of murmuring because everyone's like, what's going on? And he stands in mm-hmm. front of the TV and says, this was an experiment. You guys have all been used and manipulated. You gave up your freedom so easily for the comfort of authority. And then he hit play on a video that was projected onto the wall. And it was a video of like a Nazi rally, which was literally like it looked the exact same as what he had the whole school doing. That's crazy. But apparently, students were in tears, like, all over the room. Like, some of them just felt, like, horribly ashamed. And other Uh people were just relieved that their life wasn't really, like, like this now. Yeah. And everyone was relieved and ashamed and, like, overwhelmed with emotions. It was just, like, a shocking experiment. And, of course, uh, parents got angry. (laughs) Understandably. And he said... Uh, Jones said later the real the the moment that he realized how much impact that that test had and how serious it was was a decade later he was walking and he ran into one of his students and his student uh, saluted him yeah a couple things I uh, right when you said that he turned on the TV or like switched it uh-huh. from static I like got chi- I got literal chills and was like it's gonna be like a a uh, communist speaker like some kind of communist and can you imagine how shocking that would be just to see the similarities of what you were just doing and then your heart would just drop yeah like oh that's me yeah i uh in cambodia i visited the uh it's called the s21 Uh prison and it was like known as one of the worst uh torture and interrogation yeah prisons during the khmer rouge in uh, the 70s under pol pot i don't know if you know much about that but I did a little audio walking tour and and I was thinking about that too like how how can these people who are doing all this torturing like do this to their own right. people and uh it's it's all just based on fear and being part of the yeah. in group and you just and so uh, blindly follow whatever nuts. the most powerful thing is yeah anyway man that is my topic it's interesting I've been interesting just interested in psychology lately and so I thought I would, yeah. you know, give you some of the worst of the worst. <laughs> Minus, I mean, the Stanford yeah, Prison <laughs> Experiment definitely belongs probably at the top of this list, but I, I left it out just because uh-huh. it was so popular and I wanted to bring something a little more yeah. fresh. Yeah, yeah. I've looked into that before too, but I've, I've never heard of any of these before. Nice. Well, you just got learned something. Boom. Boom. Bam. Pow. 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 Boom. Pow. Hammer. Shot. Kick. <laughs> <laughs> Dark, <laughs> bite, sit. Oh man! All right, what All you right. got, boy? Cool. Here's my topic. Let, uh, I'm gonna take you back, not quite as far as as you went, but 1987. Nice. Way nice. back in the day, in the old olden times. 
There was a study done in New York City by two New York City vets, veterinarians. Okay. People who, uh, animal doctors. Got it. <laughs> and, and they studied, they studied what's called high-rise syndrome. And uh, that's when cats fall out of skyscrapers and tall buildings. Oh. Yep. Oh, my. <laughs> so, and <laughs> they didn't, like, hold a cat out the window and drop it and, like, measure the height and stuff. Uh-huh. It was all, all animals that had been brought in that had fallen from a variety of different heights. So they studied 132 cats fallen from anywhere from 2 to 32 stories. <laughs> and these are all, all cats that are alive. And we're assuming a story is about 15 feet. So, uh, so. <laughs> Do go uh, on. Okay. So, okay. So they brought in 132 cats. Guess how many died after being, being brought in? Out of 132? Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're setting me up because it's supposed to be low. So I'm A little gonna, bit. A little bit. I'm going to say yeah. 90. 90 died. 11 died. No way. 11 cats. Yeah. And those were from chest injuries and shock. And two-thirds of those cats needed treatment. The rest of them were just like, no, your cat's fine. Go ahead. You what? Can, you can leave. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Are there, is there a video? That's probably... Well, I don't think you usually, like, video your cat falling. I don't know if you can have that kind of reaction time. Okay. Quick, get out the camera. <laughs> My cat's but, uh, dying. <laughs> okay, I guess you've got a point. Um, I, do, I do have something to show you towards the end here. So uh, you can look forward to that. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert, it's a video of a cat falling. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to that. So the, the cat that fell from the highest uh, height from these cats studied fell from 32 stories. And if we're saying that a story is 15 feet, that is... 480 feet. That's redonkulous. Holy and cow. And it, uh, it was released from the hospital after two days with ch- a chipped tooth and a punctured lung. What? Isn't that nuts? That's okay. redonkulous. <laughs> As someone say. So uh, there's also a, a study done, I think in like 2002, early 2000 sometime, where they studied 107 cats. And that, that didn't have as good of a survival rate. There was 83% survival including those ones that had to be euthanized afterwards. But still. Um, still. Okay, now we kind of get to the interesting part. Wait, is that like wasn't interesting? Why, <laughs> no, 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 it is. But, like, why can they survive? And the, here's the interesting, an interesting fact. The injuries and deaths peak around seven stories, which is about 100 feet, according to the first study in New York. Okay. Um, and then the, the second study done in the University of Jerusalem. Yeah, University of Jerusalem. There was 107 cats studied. Uh, No cats died from floors one, two, or five. And then uh, it looks like at about floor six is the peak of injuries and deaths. And and it kind of, survival rate goes up. It only goes up to eight floors, though. So, why can cats survive? And why, why does it, why does a... Why do they get less injuries the higher up you go yeah. past 100 feet-ish? Oh, can I give a theory? All right. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Tell me what you think. My theory is somehow they get high enough up that they're able to somehow strategize the best way to fall and the safest place to land. 
Like, uh, oh, I'm falling out of... It's 200 feet, but <laughs> there's a tree 50 feet that way if I can get myself over there. Uh, you're half right. Okay, I'll take half right. <laughs> so, basically, the first... Uh, about up to 100 feet, based on the study, mm-hmm. they, when they're falling, they arch their back. Have you ever, uh, I know you're allergic to cats, but have you ever dropped a cat upside down and watched it flip over? I have never, but I have seen enough like fail compilation videos to know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's called aerial riding reflex, is they can just really quickly, they basically like untwist and flip one half and then twist what? again and flip their front half. But it's, it's, it's all super quick. What a cool um, life feature. So, so, <laughs> I know, that'd be... Be nice to have. You could just <laughs> land on your feet real quick. But basically, the f- when they first fall, they tense up and they arch their back and stretch out all their feet to the ground, while or that's kind of right after they twist. But then, as they keep falling, then they spread out, mm-hmm. like uh, like uh, like they're skydiving. Oh, okay. You know that that pose where you you get yeah, all yeah. your limbs out uh-huh. and try and slow your descent. So basically, these are like base jumping cats. What? <laughs> and all cats just have this like innate, except maybe like the fattest, just have like an innate. I guess. Well, they they probably can. Yeah, I don't. I've never understood how that happens. Like animals <laughs> just know how to do things. Like, how do you just know how to slow your fall? Yeah. Over a hundred feet. But interesting. That's and, so uh, crazy. So it, it kind of has to do with terminal velocity as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which is basically how I understand it is the uh, the force of gravity matches the force of air resistance so it kind of equalizes it so you stop accelerating right and uh, humans when you're in that free fall mode that starfish mode it's about do you remember from when we went skydiving uh, I don't 130 miles 120 okay that's pretty that's close. close yeah so it's about 120 miles per hour is when Humans kind of stop accelerating. That's what you max out at. But for cats, it's it's about half that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and uh, so there's a couple more reasons why they can survive. They, the bigger something is, the more mass it has compared to its surface area. Things that are smaller are going to have more surface area compared to their mass. So mm-hmm. that spreads out the landing and the force. Interesting. And you have more surface area uh, to help with air resistance in comparison to math. Right. So, hanging in there still? Oh, lots, yeah. Lots of I science. I am very intrigued. <laughs> also, okay. before you go on, I just want to say, yeah. someday we need to stop doing this podcast so that I can ask you uh, where you get your sources. <laughs> like, where you get these ideas. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, because I know I I know you. I'm can't not going to tell, tell you. Yeah. All right, well, when whatever. we when we stop someday, maybe I'll let it slip on. We can have a reunion episode where we give away all our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, episode fifty-one. In 10 years. <laughs> okay, sorry. Continue. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, they also land feet first most of the time. For when they do land feet first, mm-hmm. they, their legs are springy, and they've got lots of time to slow their fall. You know how when you catch. Like a water balloon, water balloon toss. If you like yep, yep, absorb, yep. The, absorb, the longer the it takes to, yeah, yeah. If if you just like catch it with your arm straight, it's just gonna break right. because it. There's less time for the force to dissipate. I think that's the right word. Mm-hmm. Dissipate. Mm-hmm, 
So they can do that with their legs. They've got long, springy legs. And the curved backs are basically just like springs. Hmm. Sp- springs with fur and hairballs. Interesting. Yeah. Springs with fur. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when they when they get up high enough that they kind of spread out and starfish, mm-hmm. then they'll just land on their bellies. And that's when they get <laughs> a lot of, like, uh, punctured lungs and, like, jaw issues. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they usually... I know it's bad to laugh. Usually... <laughs> It's it is kind of it's just it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so based on these two studies there's about almost a 90% survival rate if they get treatment after they've fallen. So this means that cats can survive any fall no matter how high. There's actually a story, this is not verified but it's just a story that I found. Okay, the rumor somebody threw a a cat out of a Cessna at 800 feet, and it survived. What? Which, again, <laughs> we're kind of like have a theme of unethical <laughs> yeah. oh, man. things. but Yeah. And then there's another story that's not verified, but a cat that fell 46 stories, bounced off a canopy, and landed in a planter and survived. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like cartoony. Holy cow. Yeah, no wonder but, Jerry always survived. Wait, Jerry was the cat, right? Or Jerry, was Tom the cat? Uh, yeah, I think so. No, it would make sense if it was Tom because he's a Tomcat, oh, right? Yeah, unless it's switched for ironic purposes. I, I don't. Hold on, we cannot I, I, continue. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say Tom's a cat. Okay, because I'm gonna go sense. with Jerry. Is Tom or Jerry the cat? And the verdict is. Josiah wins a third time. Uh, Tom is a cat. Holy cow! I stink. Let's go. Right, whatever, man. <laughs> I'm I'm the one who edits these, so I can just take it out if I want. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, so I'm going to send you a video of a cat. I don't know how it got in the situation, but it's like hanging off the side of a wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and it, it falls. So uh, let me send this over to you real quick. Okay. Okay, here it is. I am watching right. now. I heard the... So Ooh. he's... <laughs> <laughs> oh. And look at he just scurries oh, wow. he scurries off. <laughs> okay, um okay, now uh based on what you've yeah, based on what you've learned, go ahead, uh like walk walk us through it like the the cat's process of like what he does mid Okay, all right. So, first of all, he's hanging off the <laughs> Sorry, I know it's not probably as entertaining just to listen to Josiah giggle, but No, he's fine. I'm watching this he's on fine. repeat and fine. it's just so funny every time. So he's hanging... If, also, if you know me, you know that I don't love cats. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this is, just, this is just right. Okay, so this cat is uh, hanging off the edge of the 65-foot building. Uh, <laughs> and it shows him falling. And it's pretty crazy. So probably for the first second of his fall, he's just falling. And then he flips himself around. And then he spins mm-hmm. himself in midair. And then you see... It's almost like, you know, those wingsuits for skydivers yeah, yep. when you're, you skydive, but then you're almost moving horizontally. It looks like that a little bit at the end there. Like instead of going straight down, he's almost like moving to the side a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he spreads himself out yeah. in like squirrel suits That's and stuff. That's crazy. I'm still watching it in case you're which curious. Is, and then, which is, 
Yeah, it's in, it's interesting because it's not quite that height that uh, the injuries peak. Right. It's like it's below that quite a bit, but he still has the time to spread out. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and then at, at the end, without even like a second of laying on the ground, he just runs off. He just runs off. <laughs> and I, it's just crazy. And I just noticed after probably my 15th time of just watching this on repeat – there's another cat down there that looks like he's immediately like, whoa, dude, that was awesome. And then they, like, yeah. run off together. <laughs> he, like, runs after him. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, you okay? I don't, I don't even know how the, I don't even know how the, how the cat got up there. Yeah, I, yeah. It looks like maybe it's a, it's, a window or something. I, no. Oh, maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That is crazy. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, what about humans? You're probably wondering. I am. Can I, okay. should I go try? Yeah. Oh, okay. Find a plane or a cliff, or a cliff will do nicely. Okay. So uh, human deaths never peak. I mean, you, you pretty much just if it you hits a hundred percent fall. If, if well, not quite. But if you fall more than six stories, you're probably going to not survive. That's but a bummer. under that, people tend to survive. There, the world record for the highest free fall with no parachute. Uh, survival was a flight attendant who fell 33,000 feet she was strapped to an airplane seat and uh, I think she just landed in some snow or something just got lucky and uh or like slowed by some trees and yeah just got lucky that's crazy that reminds me of uh uh get smart remember when he's there yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) sorry for the lame movie reference I need to the, wait, the new one? Because it, isn't it like an old show? Uh, I'm talking about the one with Steve Carell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And, and Hathaway? Yeah, with the, with the blow dart where he inhale, inhales the yeah. blow dart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's a classic. That's a Chaz, that's yeah. a Chaz movie right there. <laughs> uh, Chaz, not as in the, the mini city in Seattle, but our friend Chaz. <laughs> yes. uh, I don't know. Maybe people in the mini city of Seattle. Maybe they watch it there. Yeah, maybe they're interested. Okay, what about what about other animals? Mice, yep, they can fall from any height, and they'll probably they'll be fine. small, pretty much small because of large surface area to mass ratio. Right, okay, right, uh, which means low terminal velocity and more. Falling is so weird. There's actually a video where they they dropped a bowling ball and a feather at the same time in a vacuum, so that where there's no air oh, resistance I've seen and they that. fall exact exactly yeah. the same. It's crazy. So if we were in a vacuum, both you, me, and uh, the cat there would all, all die. <laughs> all animals. I, I think so. Okay. I mean, like when it comes to bugs, I would assume maybe? I don't know. Break some legs or something? Bugs are weird. <laughs> they're, they're so small that they're weird. Uh, okay. Uh, squirrels. Squirrels. They'll be fine. Dogs. Probably not. They're, uh, they're big not enough. Not nearly as springy. Big enough and not oh, springy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then... And then I read somewhere that an elephant would die at 30 feet. Hmm. So like two to three stories. Oh, because they've like got a... much less surface per mass, right? Yes. They're just kind of explode. They're just beefy. <laughs> they explode. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if, <laughs> this is kind of funny. In order to kill like a squirrel by dropping uh-huh. it, you would have to drop it. <laughs> It'd have to fall 6,000 miles <laughs> because then it would... Then it would uh, die from lack of water. Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> How do you even? It begin would just like to starve, or is what I would pr- like to know. <laughs> well, someone can check my math, but basically, how long a squirrel can go without water, and then uh, yeah, find their terminal velocity. There you go. Hmm. There you have it. So if you want to check my math, go ahead. Oh, I should probably tell you, since we're on the topic, how to survive a fall as a human. Please, because you already know how how to as a cat. But if you were to uh, fall out of a plane, what you're going to want to do okay. is let your legs take the blow. You're going to start out at, in the skydiving position, the starfish, starfish, starfish position. Okay. And then at the last second, you're going to switch to like feet first, let your legs take the blow, slight bend in the knees, and then right when you hit the ground, fall to the side and break your fall with your arms and probably breaking your so arms. So you break your arms and your legs, yeah. but you'd survive. Uh, that's Maybe. What they say to do. That's what they say to do. Yeah. And aim for like snow or mud, definitely not water. Yeah. Aim for trees or something. Um, or another thing that could be helpful is to be less than four years old. <laughs> 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 they say that uh, small children are more likely to survive, well, maybe because of flexible skeleton yeah. or something. Or, less, uh, yeah. I don't know. Or, they, well, they probably have a and less. A, a smaller mass to surface area ratio too. Yep. Yep. And kids can just survive anything too. Like they're just little indestructible monsters. Yeah. Seeing little kids like face plant into the ground and then they get up and walk off. <laughs> like nothing happened. Unless yeah. you unless you <laughs> notice and like acknowledge it, then they freak out like yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. end of the world. Yep. I say all this like I have a kid and know anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are scary. <laughs> I'm scared of children. Yeah. Not scared. But. Man, could you think of like okay. all the cool extreme sports that would exist if humans had the same capabilities of cats for like mm. falling? Yeah. Yeah, you could probably just get, if you could survive like a cat could, you get like a wingsuit, which would slow you down enough yeah. that you could probably get the technique down and the landing right and you could be fine. Yeah. You could like wrestle. Midair wrestling or oh, like yeah, man. I don't. That'd be it's too a shame. Cool. Have you seen the video of the guy who uh, jumped out of a plane without a parachute? Yeah, and he landed on the net, right? The big net. That, yeah, yep. Uh, gave that. That's crazy. That kind of gave me chills watching that video. Yeah, just flying so through, freaky. knowing that only your skill and a little bit of luck, like those are the only two things that are going to allow you to be alive in a few seconds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I wonder what that guy's That's up to, nuts. if he's done that again. I hope not. If he's, like, trying to top yeah. it or, like, just calling it calling it good after that. All right, do you have any questions for me? Any other thoughts? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. I'm just still, I mean, it's the same. This is now the third episode. It's the same every episode. It just, I'm always so surprised of your topics. <laughs> <laughs> I try and get some variety, you know. Uh, this is so much fun. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. This is, we should have started this a while ago. I know. Anyway. Okay. Uh, let's talk about punishment. Punishment, For yeah. the loser for this week. We're doing it a little different uh, this episode. So we decided it would be fun since we're kind of pushing an interactive podcast experience. Josiah and I both came up with a punishment um, of our own accord. <laughs> and then we're going to present them to each other. Oh, no. Josiah's already giggling, which makes me think he's got some good ones. I've, man, I, I have a list of <laughs> ones that I don't want to do, yeah. but I want to see uh, you do. Uh, anyway, yeah, so we're basically just, we're both going to give our punishment, 
uh, option, and then we're going to take it to the polls on Instagram, um, and you can vote on which punishment you want us to do for the next episode between the two of them. Um, so, without further ado, do you, do you want me to say mine first, or do you want to say yours? Yep, go for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. go for it. <laughs> uh, well, the idea I had would be to... You have to memorize part or all of a movie, and then give a... You have to give, like, a monologue of it um, okay. and post it yeah, to yeah. YouTube or Facebook or somewhere where people can enjoy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was thinking, like, okay. yeah, it doesn't have to be a whole movie because that would be a lot of work, but... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at memorizing things. Well, sorry. Sorry that that would stink for you. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like my best shot would be Nacho Libre. <laughs> a movie you pretty much already have down anyway. I think that's probably and let me just yeah let me add to the punishment now <laughs> you have to try to match the spirit in which the lines were spoken so okay you have to like act yeah it. you don't have to physically act it but as far as like voice acting you need to have the accents it, yeah. and the inflection and you really gotta sell it <laughs> okay 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 what's yours that's fun uh i'm actually terrified oh, <laughs> okay i, I i'm having a hard time picking just one uh let's do <laughs> oh no oh no 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 <laughs> okay this makes me laugh so you have to write a, a minimum of three minute three minutes of a recorder solo and you have to put it on spotify <laughs> <laughs> so you have to buy a recorder if you don't have one yeah yep oh, and it has to be a solo like there can be no accompaniment just just uh i mean i guess that'd be a lot more you, you can have you can have other recorders if you want. So could I do like a, like an EDM? Like I throw like a bass in there, or does it just have uh, to be strictly recorder? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. <laughs> this one's not as like horrible. It's just the time putting in the time yeah, to do that. Yeah, that's time consuming. But I, th I think the real punishment is having your name. Oh, and you have to put it under your <laughs> your own name. <laughs> <laughs> so also, if I were to ever try to do, like, my own music, that would just be, like, on there. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta have it on there. <laughs> okay, I love it. I hate it, but I love it. And I sincerely hope I win. Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> Wait, is that, is that yeah. good? You think that's a... I okay. think either of those so between... are equally creative and equally, like, pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> They're similar, and you have to create something and put it yeah. online. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. 30 seconds. Yep, 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 yep. Why should people vote for you? Go. Okay. Uh, I talked about base jumping cats and uh, the fact that they can survive from mostly any height, or most of them can survive from any height of a fall. And uh, it's just funny to think about. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, pure science. Okay, 30 seconds up. Go ahead. That, that's all I got, yeah. Okay, my yeah, turn? That's all I got. Go ahead. Uh, okay, well, I talked about three different psychological experiments. Little Albert, the little baby who was taught to fear anything furry. Bobo doll experiments. Little Albie. Uh, kids that were taught to just, like, physically assault a doll. And then the third wave, which was a horribly accurate demonstration of how the Nazi party um, could have been influenced uh, and it's all very interesting, and you learn from the topics, and you learn a little bit about psychology in there as well. Boom. Boom. Pop. Boom. Pow. 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 Bop. Bop. Throat punch. Throat punch. Throat punch. <laughs>
All right. Okay. Uh, I I don't want to do punishments anymore, and I've only done one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. All right. Uh, thank you for voting. The more people that vote, that vote, the the better the results are. So uh, you can you can go to the Instagram. The poll is in the link in our bio, and you can also go to Twitter and Reddit. Or if you know us, you can just text yep. us. Or any other meth method that you think would work well. Yeah, and uh, if you haven't before, definitely now is a great time to start voting uh, because it's a lot of fun. Uh, we try to post some extra facts each week about uh, our topics and some more tidbits on social media. And uh, I think that we're yeah. just having a lot of fun, and we want you to join in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah. Okay, so uh, if you haven't yet, you can check out uh, Instagram, Reddit, or Twitter, all at Learn Podcast. That is Instagram, Reddit, and Twitter, at Learn Podcast. Boom. boom. Man, we've said boom and pow a lot this episode. <laughs> On purpose. I, just, I, love, I love sound effects. I, I probably don't show it, but... <laughs> 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 well on that note you want to wrap things up <laughs> yeah let's do it uh thanks for listening everybody and uh we'll see you yep. next time no wait you won't we won't see you you'll, you'll hear us. To us you'll hear us next time <laughs> all right larry play us out <laughs>